0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. This week, Sarah went solo to answer you guys' questions from Twitter and Instagram because she is off to Buffalo a little earlier than we usually record. And I had the one and only captain of the Boston Pride back-to-back champions, Boston Pride Mallory Soliotis on. So make sure you guys check out that interview at the end of the show. Talked about her career and um, some master stuff towards the end. End, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Love you guys. Sarah and I will be back together next week. So we will see you then. Let's have a great show. Let's go.
1: It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah, Kendra. I see you ladies. Ha. Y'all know what time it is. Uh Woo. looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place they all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo! I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock them out, Mike Tyson. Woo! And I like it, show me a place I can buy it. Woo! But you priceless, superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like a sidekick.
2: Okay, first of all, I'm sorry in advance, everyone. I was really anxious about this. So this is my third margarita. So let's just like get into it. I am not good at this alone. Okay. Tyler had a great suggestion for talking that baseball uh, just to do kind of division previews. So I'm just going to go through my picks of way too early division winners. AL East. Obviously Blue Jays because that's what we've been saying the last few weeks. However, I also want to put the Red Sox in the ring for that because they are ranked fourth like universally. And I think people all of a sudden are just like forgetting the insane playoff run they had last season. So I'm doing I'm already slurring my words. I'm saying uh Blue Jays and Red Sox. I know that's a cop out, but as a homer, I have to have the Red Sox in there nl central also buys pick the brewers however i fucking hate the nl central this division is just kind of a show. it's up for grabs for anyone besides maybe like obviously the pirates and then i don't think the reds are gonna be any good but in terms of pitching staff there is no i don't think there's a better pitching staff in the entire league than the brewers so that automatically puts them at least at second place in this division Offensively, there's a lot of question marks. I think just because they had such bad numbers last year, and it's kind of astounding when you look at their lineup from last year and how like what those guys were hitting that they even made it that far. However, I think now you got Hunter Renfro, who I'm obviously very big on. And then they have Andrew McCutcheon. I think he's probably gonna serve as the DH, maybe. I think that's what the plan is. And Kristen Yelich, we talked about, is in for a big bounce back year. Yelich. Gonna come back, maybe not to that 2018-2019 form, but better than he was, which isn't saying much, but I think it will be a big upgrade for them. NL West, it has to be the Dodgers. If they do not take the division, if they don't take the World Series, they're bust, but if they don't take the that division, frauds. NL East, I have the Braves for now, just look at the rosters as they're entering into opening day. I think if the Mets have Jacob deGrom healthy and he isn't struggling with these injuries throughout the whole season, that changes a lot of things because I love that entire Mets roster. And you have deGrom and Max Scherzer in one starting rotation. So it's kind of hard to pick against them. However, there's a lot of question marks there as well. And the Braves did get better over the off season and they just won the fucking World Series and they're getting better. So, as of right now, I'm going Braves. AL West. Okay, I did put the Astros. However, I think this is the first year that the AL West is going to be, like, actually competitive. And maybe not for that number one spot, unless the Astros completely fall on their face. But I think between the Angels and the Mariners, it could be a very interesting competition going on, maybe for that wild card spot. Oh my God. anyways yeah I think that could be interesting I hope it is because I don't really pay much attention to that division other than the Astros are in it and I fucking hate them so I hope so especially when you have a team like Otani and Trout on the Angels and then the Mariners have improved a lot and they came so close to that wild card spot last season I know we were both rooting for them because that would have been super exciting for them to play up break that playoff drought. So. (laughs) <laughs> okay I had something about the Royals but I just can't be bothered right now I basically just I don't even think there were like any pick to win the division by any means but I think people are sleeping on them I like the Royals I like their roster plus I have Andrew Benetendi and now they have Zach Greinke back so that's exciting other than that baseball wise oh my hair's so ugly sorry <laughs> Other than that, baseball-wise, Xander Bogart and Rafael Devers both have not signed any sort of contract extension as we're nearing opening day. We're two days out, although I saw the weather, and it's not supposed to look great on Thursday, so that might get postponed. I guess that will be answered by the time this podcast comes out. But I did see Devers rejected the Red Sox qualifying, not qualifying, just like contract extension number they made to him. I'm so serious when I say if the Red Sox screw over Raphael Devers and he walks and we lose him like we lost Mookie Betts I will actually take action and it won't just be tweeting and crying and getting pulled over because I was crying so hard like with Mookie Betts like I will be in your walls John Henry okay I will be there On that note, moving on from baseball, I'm just going to go from lacrosse, hockey, and then answer some of the questions that I got. So in the NLL, the biggest news as of last week was Jeff McComb of Saskatchewan Rush was relieved of his coaching. He's the head coach. Relieved of his coaching duties. This was his first season as head coach. Derek Keenan, who has been the longtime head coach for them this last few years, he stepped up to the general manager role. He is back. As the head coach for the time being, as well as Jimmy Quinlan, who is the offensive coordinator, they are going to serve as the head coaches for the remainder of the season. I don't know. I think their seasons all but officially, like in terms of playoff, kind of just like done. like at this point, we know what the playoff picture is going to look like, and it's going to take kind of a miracle for the rush to get into that final playoff spot at this three. I would have just ride it out with what you have because now I think okay you already have these issues offensively where like your whole unit just isn't clicking it's not cohesive but now you're going to throw in a coaching change which attracts all this attention to like oh is a front plate problem I think it's a change that definitely had to be made but at this point it's you're just so far out it's a little too late maybe you just should have waited it out I don't know I don't think it'll make that world of a difference if it does great I mean then that's unfortunate for Jeff McComb but yeah I thought it's just kind of weird timing I would have just ride it out till April 30th your last game against Panther City in the regular season on that note NLL there wasn't a ton of news other than that but you should all watch the Riptide at Bandits game on ESPN2 this Saturday at 5 p.m for no other reason than I will be there one, but also we love the riptide he- rip here. So got to your mom Okay. PLL, the cannons is what I want to talk about because we've been talking about roster building. I feel like a lot. I love the roster that the cans have are starting to put together. Sean Quirk, shout out to you. So They decide Adam Sharlambides on attack. He plays for the Vancouver Warriors right now. This will be his first PLL play, whatnot. Love that. Nate Solomon, he played at Syracuse. He's also an attackman. Their whole attack, like, they have him. They have those two now. They have Shane Jackson. I really like what they're putting together. You know, fucking Lyle Thompson. I love that. But then also their midfield. A lot of questions what that's going to look like without Paul Rabel. They went and picked up Jake Fercaro from the Chaos. He made a big impact on their roster in 2019. And now he's going to have a big role this season with the Cans to get back to that level of play with such a large opportunity. So that's great. Steven Rathis is back. He signed again for his sophomore season. He had a great rookie season. I think kind of got lost in the mix with like Jeff T and whatnot. But he's another one presented with a big opportunity here. Jamie Tremboli, he was on the Cans last year from the Redwoods. They've locked him up. Their defensive units all locked up. They have Brody Merrill, Jack Hielty, Holy Garland, Jake Pulver, very strong on the back end. And now they have that one year together with each other. And I think that's so huge because we see it all the time with expansion teams. Like, you need that one year to kind of. They, it's not even that they sucked, like the Cans as a whole about their defense. Just like you need that time to, like, mesh especially in the pll where you're only with each other on the weekends playing in games and getting practices like the morning of i think it's really good to have that one year like we saw with the water dogs they fucking sucked before and then they were number one in the league last year so yeah um reese eddie is still with the cannons he's a very underrated long stick midi in the league um most importantly, Sean Quirk, he has gotten two new face-off guys and Alex Woodall and Stephen Kelly. Sorry. Stephen mm-hmm. Kelly, who played with the Archers last season, he went 46% on the face-off dot. Um, Kevin Reeson's back. The face-off was such a issue for the cannons last year. So I'm glad that they're just trying out different things here or see how that comes out. Um and obviously Nick Morocco is still with the Cannons, so I'm excited for this. Very excited. On the same note, Jeff Teat. I desperately wish me and Kendra were on together for this. Jeff Teat's signed the Atlas through 2023. One of our questions, or one of my questions, is why is Jeff Teat so elite? I'm telling you all, if you're not a lacrosse fan, that's fine. I'm not offended. But go on YouTube and search Jeff Teat highlights, specifically from his rookie season in the PLL as well as, like, you can find some from his NLL rookie season going on now with the Riptide. Just watch, and I'm you will be, if not a lacrosse fan, a Jeff Teeth fan. I'll wait to go more into that once me and Kendra are together because that's, like, our thing. We're Jeff Teeth fans here. Moving on. Hockey. Starting off with the Frozen Four because this is this weekend. I'm very upset that I won't be here, but – My picks for this weekend, so Michigan versus Denver. Obvious pick here is Michigan, which is why I am picking Denver. I only watched DU in round one for the Lowell game. That game ended up being a pretty even matchup. and Denver held on and fought for the full 60 minutes. You know, in the third, they were able to hold on to the lead in particular. But you know what? I love chaos. I love an upset. Michigan is fun. They have so many guys who are going to be in the NHL soon enough. But I'm still going Denver, so Denver is going to be Michigan on Thursday, Thursday. The Minnesota versus Minnesota State, I'm going Minnesota State because one, I've never been to a title game, and Minnesota ended both UMass and Western Michigan season, and I hate that there's no hockey East representation in the frozen fourth year, and I like Western Michigan, so I was upset that they were out. So I'm going Minnesota State. And then championship game, DU versus Minnesota State, I'm going Denver solely because they're the only school that has a lacrosse program that's in the NCAA top 20 right now. And I have to stick with the brand here. So we're going DU. I'm excited to see, though, where a lot of the guys from Michigan end up once they're done because you do have a lot of big picks on that roster. Um, Other than that, that's basically all I got on the Frozen Four. Again, very disappointed. I'm not there. NHL, Mm. the Bruins. Okay, hear me out here. So, Mike Riley, Connor Clifton, Derek Forbort, Ferber. I don't fucking know. Either way, have you ever considered they all just suck? Oh, it's Riley in the roster. It should be Clifton. Like, well, they all just suck. Okay. but like I will say out of the three of them okay out of the two of them Mike Riley and Connor Clifton because that seems to be the two that everyone's like one of these gotta go like they're always one that's got me I like Mike Riley more I think when he's on he looks like a solid defenseman that's he's never gonna be a top pairing guy but he looks very solid like I like him Connor Clifton I don't love his style of play I think he is fun to watch But he makes a lot of, like, plays that are just kind of, like, careless. Mike Riley, when he makes mistakes, they're just such bad, bad mistakes that it's, like, how the fuck are you in this lineup right now? So it's kind of just, like, the worst of the two, I guess. But I don't think we're giving Derek here slack or enough heat. Enough heat, that's (laughs) the word. Yeah, I don't think he gets enough heat because – he always stays in the lineup for the most part, and then his partner just rotates out. I guess that's probably difficult to work with. I'm like, have we ever considered maybe he's the problem? Or at least a bigger part of the problem than we're leading on? I don't know. He looks good when he's playing with McAvoy, like, good enough. But you're playing fucking Charlie McAvoy, I would hope you look good enough. Anyways, another, just, it's not a huge concern. Jeremy Swayman has not looked exactly like himself. I don't know if he's just in kind of, a, like, something. It's not even like he's, like, letting up, like, six goals per game or anything. It's just that some of the goals he's left, let up, they've been very soft goals. And then also ones that are just like, okay, I've seen you make the save. What's going on here? Particularly that game against the Red Wings. I was kind of like, okay. Don't really know what's happening here. But whatever. Um, I'm not... Okay, as of right now, the Bruins are lined up to be the ones to play the Maple Leafs in round one, if how the standings are or what ends up to be. We all, like, joke and clown, like, oh, like, the Maple Leafs can't get past the first round, blah, blah, blah. The Maple Leafs, particularly Austin Matthews, are very good this year. I know they've recently blown away, like, a, like, five-goal lead. And they do have their typical tendencies and the playoffs are completely different. I so get that. However, I do not want the Bruins to be the ones to let the Maple Leafs get past the first round. No one wants to be the team that lets the Maple Leafs get past the first round. Let's make that clear. But if it's the Bruins, it will be so fucking awful. Like so, so much worse. So much worse. That can't happen. <sighs> Moving on from Bruins, Trevor Zegras, Troy Terry, Jay Beagle. This is a whole thing. I would love to have Kendra and me talk about this because I know she would have opinions that we could talk about too. But basically, Trevor Zegras he scored another Michigan goal in like a blowout game against the Coyotes. And then Jay Beagle went at Troy Terry for like celebrating. I don't fucking know. He literally just like knocked him in the face really banged him up Troy Tyree's out a couple games and then Tyson Nash who is the broadcaster for Arizona basically defended the dirty play and was like yeah like if you're going to be smiling and smirking like celebrating and quote-unquote skilling it up then that's going to happen and then obviously there's a ton of backlash to that because what the fuck and he doubled down on it. It was like, oh yeah, like maybe that wasn't the right way to put it. Like they were hot dogging them. What? One. Two, Tyson Ash. Troy Terry has more goals this season than you did in your entire career. Shut your fucking mouth. Jay Beagle, I can't tell you the last time I heard that name be relevant. That was just like so uncalled for. And Trevor Zegers said that after the game. He was like, what the fuck, basically. I'm glad he stood up for Troy Terry because he is one of these stars. Um, This is just, like, so stupid. Like, Why are you getting mad? Teams celebrating. I don't care for the fucking title. They're the Ducks. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to the playoffs. They're excited that they have these young guys who are, quote-unquote, skilling up. That's plenty of reason to celebrate. I don't know. Fuck you, Tyson Ash, J. Beagle. I'm not going to make any comments on J. Beagle just because, I don't know, maybe I'm going to guess his way of thinking it was, this is like, I'm defending our team's honor, like they're, these young guys are coming and embarrassing us. Like, I get that. Like, it's very much a hockey culture thing, but no. <laughs> Speaking of hockey culture, Keith Yandel was benched. He was a healthy scratch to break his Ironman streak. He stopped it at, I believe it was 989 games. He was going for the record. Um, there was a lot of controversy with this move by the Flyers just because it's not like they're making any playoff push. They're out. Their season's done. Like They're just waiting for the regular season to be over. And so everyone's like, okay, like, why can't you just, like, let him continue on? Like, what do you have to lose? And I get it in that aspect. Like, it's definitely a respect thing. But they did scratch him so they could have the rookie defenseman, Ronnie Adder, step in from Western Michigan to make his NHL debut. I don't know. I'm very conflicted about this. This is another thing, Kendra, I'd like your opinion on. Because on the one hand... Okay, on the one hand, I think regardless, you need to let, like, these rookies, like we say all the time with the Bruins, like, they don't develop their players, like, especially the younger guys, like, you need to give them chances, and I think this was a great chance for this young kid to come in and show, like, one, get some NHL experience under his belt, and also just, like, kind of show people, like, this is the type of player I am, he's very physical, he's big body, another defenseman, we love the defenseman here, so, yeah and also from what I've heard from Flyers fans so Keith Handel I know plus minus is kind of whatever at this point no one really cares about it but he is at negative 41 which is the worst in the league and from what I've heard it's kind of just like okay it's a miracle he's even on this roster it's a miracle that like he's played in any game this season he's a liability on the ice at this point it's just like okay you can't just keep putting this guy in just for the sake of oh his Iron Man streak so in that sense I do understand it but also I think it's very valid to be like okay then you should have break broken this streak in like November or something because now you have what's it April barely three or four weeks left of your season couldn't just let him have it you know I don't know um, speaking of men getting older in the NHL, Ryan gets retiring after 17 seasons, the ducks, great career. Um, you guys should all watch the video. Corey Perry talked about his former teammate and the bond that they've had. It's very emotional. It kind of made me tear up because he was tearing up and you just like barely see those guys show emotion like that. So good for him. Good for Ryan gets I like the ducks. I like him. Um, yeah sad <laughs> okay anyways moving on from less serious topics to the questions i'm not going to do all of them i'm only gonna do some let's get to it what do you think the nhl should do about overtime slash shootout rules should it be a longer three on three yes fuck the shootout abolish that shit okay I was saying this the other day. I fucking hate like you're watching a game. I think it was a Rangers game or something. It was like high intensity playoff game. It goes in overtime, overtime's high intensity. Like, all right, let's send it to the fucking shootout. No. It's like not in hockey. It's on hockey. So yeah, I would say longer three on three. Um, maybe four and four. But yeah, I want longer overtime playoff style. Get the shootout out of hockey. All right, this was a good question, but I'm also really bad at math. So I have to get my calculator out. If I gave you $1,000 to bet on these five things, how would you split it? One, Bruins win the cup. Two, Sox win the title. Three, Cam's win the P.L. championship. Four, Lyle Thompson gets MVP. Five, Devers gets MVP. And then bonus $100, who gets married first? Mir Kendra. I'll answer that last part first just because we've talked about it before um i'm just gonna go say i'm going to get married first just because kind doesn't want to get married so i think that's a pretty safe assumption to make all right the thousand dollars between those other things all right here we go bruins win the cup i'm giving it i have my calculator here a thousand um I'm gonna give that a hundred. Mm. Red Sox win the title. Mm. I'll give it three fifty. I can't do basic Oh my god! Sorry, fifty. Okay. Cannons win the PL championship. I'm going. No, see, I'm lyle thompson gets mvp i'm doing 400 on that that leaves me 150 between cans of the pll championship and devers gets mvp i would do devers mvp for 100 and then cannons on the pll championship for 50 just because i think they need one more year i think this is kind of like their finalized roster now what they have last year again they're the expansion year 50, but I would love to eat my words on that. Okay. Will the Brewers win 82 games? Will Yelich hit 30 home runs? And have you tried the Truly Margaritas? The Brewers will definitely win 82 games. Christian Yelich is having a bounce back year. He is going to hit at least 30 home runs, and I have not tried the Truly Margaritas. I'm going to, though. Should the NHL updates playoff format possibly two of the top five teams in the league might face each other in the Atlantic Division in round one? See, I like that. That might be an unpopular opinion. I like that because then I think, like, I don't love last year when we had like Montreal-Tampa Bay, but also I think you're coming off that weird COVID everything. Now that we have like back to a regular season. I like it because I think it makes things more interesting down the line. I like when it's less predictable. I think that's what makes Stanley Cup finals so exciting is it's such a different like animal than regular season hockey. So I am a fan of that. That might be an unpopular opinion. Who do you think wins the PLL championship this year?
1: Hmm.
2: I'm going to say Atlas. I'm going to say Atlas. I said the Archers last year. That was my pick before the playoffs. They were eliminated like first round. And I did pick the Atlas, I think, to go to the championship game. I think this is the year they had a lot of young talent last year that was just kind of finding their way and making a name for themselves. And they shocked so many people. And then you balance that out with the veteran like guys they have on that team. And now like you have so many guys in their sophomore season um yeah I think the chemistry is there and we still have the draft so I'm going at for early PLL championship pick will the Bruins be favored to win in the playoffs right now they would face the Leafs in round one um probably not I'm gonna say no As much as I want to be biased, no, they would not be favored. I guess, again, it depends on who their opponent ends up being. But right now, as it lines up, if they would face the Leafs, I would definitely say the Leafs would be favored in that sense. What baseball player do you think would be the best at lacrosse and vice versa? Okay. Hmm. Best at lacrosse and vice versa. I feel like it's easier for me because I'm just very much in the lacrosse mindset right now to think of what lacrosse player would make good baseball players. I don't know why Dane Doby is like striking me as a first baseman kind of guy. I think because Jordan asked this question, I think he meant like in terms of hitting. But I just see him being in that first baseman position. <laughs> he would also be a good hitter, though. Like he runs like a Kyle Schwarber. So yeah, him from NLL trying to think of guys just like PLO hmm. well he plays them both but Dane Smith I think yeah Dane Smith would be a good baseball player I don't know what about him gives me that impression but yeah so Dane Smith and Dane Dobie are my two choices for best of baseball what baseball player do I think would be good at lacrosse hmm. Christian kinda, I don't know why he's giving me lacrosse vibes. I don't actually think, no, Cody Ballinger. Finally, it's our Cody Ballinger. Yeah. Speaking of, will the Dodgers win 100 games? They fucking better. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? They fucking better win 100 games at least. Yeah. Again, circling back to what I said earlier, Dodgers are frauds if they don't win the division. and. Kind of bust if they don't win the World Series because you look at that roster. There is no fucking excuse. If what happens last year, where like the Giants or something—no offense, Kendra—come out of nowhere and just steamroll, let's steamroll, but they made the Dodgers look pretty fucking stupid in that division last year. So, not no more of that. No more of that. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Um Oh, I hate doing this alone and I'm drunk, and that sucks. But yeah, I hope everyone has a nice weekend. I'm so sorry, Tyler and Kendra, that you're going to have to watch this, especially Tyler, that you're going to have to edit this. But okay, bye, everyone.
0: What is up, party people? Here with the one and only Mallory Soliotis I told her I was going to butcher her name but I think I got it right this interview has been long awaited I feel like whenever we do those who should we have on you are always brought up and obviously with your insane schedule we are never able to kind of meet up until right now but you recently won um another championship which we will get into in a minute but I want to know first off how are you I am great. I'm so glad we finally made this happen.
3: It's been a little touch and go there, but we, we made it work and I was happy to fit it into my championship parade month, week, bender, Whatever <laughs> bender. Let's just call it a bender. Let's just call it as it is. But like, like it was literally like a one week bender for me. And then I was like, okay, work. How do I do this again? <laughs> it here- should be a bender. Yeah. And now that like, well, COVID- back when we won it last year and now this Mm -hmm. year totally changed the game we're at bars we're all going to you know different events together last year was a little bit different but we're super excited to continue to share our championship with boston the right way
2: this year
0: You obviously have to party twice as hard with how COVID went. I told Sarah, she was like, I'm so sad that I can't be there for this interview because obviously we've been waiting for it for a while, but I was like, it's okay that you're on vacation because I can't think of anybody better to shoot the shit with me for an hour other than you. Yeah, right? I mean, let's do it. And luckily we're like real life friends. So it's like fine. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm not like a complete stranger that we're just meeting for the first time five minutes before we started recording. So we're, we're, we're it's true.
0: It's true. We're chilling. Um, I think my first question for you, obviously, I just mentioned that we are real life friends. So I know a little bit about your career that other people might not know. I first want to know before we get into like kind of your accomplishments, how you got into hockey.
3: Well, oh, wow. Um, It's been hockey's been like my life since, you know, I was probably three years old when I started learning how to skate. Um, When I was growing up, my older brother, he's uh, about three years older than me. Um, he started learning to play hockey. So, uh, naturally as the younger sibling dragged along to all of those things. And, um, what you'll find is I'm super duper competitive. It could be like, no way we're playing Yahtzee or connect four or monopoly or, you know, straight up like hockey or, you know, street hockey in the yard, like whatever. So I was like, I want to do that. I want to go play hockey. I want to, you know, learn to skate and be better than him because that's who I am so that's kind of how I got into it and um actually the first time like there's a really vivid like story my mom always tells us um we went over to the figure she brought me over to the figure skating rink I'm like three years old I don't even know anything like whatever and we watched this like girls figures team figure skating team like practice whatever they're doing some things and they're pretty skirts and I was like hell no none none of that <laughs> And their coach was like, you can't, you can't watch. Like, this is a closed practice. And here's my mom who like can't even, can barely skate herself. Doesn't really know anything. She's like, excuse me. She's like, okay, fine. We'll leave. But just so you know, when my daughter learns, you know, signs up to learn how to skate, it's not going to be with you. It's going to be on the rink over there with all the other boys. So shout out to mama for, you know, shooting the shit and just absolutely. (laughs) So that's kind of how I got into it. And, you know, from there it was just took off.
0: Okay. So you actually are like a real life genius though. Like not only are you a Boston pride player, a champion, you have like a real life freaking big girl job. So like, I want to know what it was like, not only in college for you balancing academics and hockey, but now as like a real life adult who has a nine to five in a fucking lab and playing hockey the way you do (laughs)
3: Um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, um, in high school, I played sports, I did all the sports. So balancing both, you know, academics and sports has always been something, you know, from early on, even, you know, back through elementary school, like my parents were very much school comes first school first. If your work's not done, or you're not getting good grades, you're not going to hockey practice, you're not going to Um, your team's game until the work is done, you know, stuff like that. So they were very, you know, school always came first, um, because they knew how important that was, and Mm -hmm. um, how many doors could be opened by just having, you know, good grades and and good, you know, SAT scores. So yeah, um, I was really prepared when I went to college, because I was like, okay, school, 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 and then, you know, hockey was really like a break from all the academics. And I knew from the get-go that I wanted to major in biomedical engineering. I loved math. And I, well, not that I love math, like math just made sense to me. Um, like there's one answer and, and that's it. Versus, you know, you go into English and history and it's all like mumbo jumbo, mm-hmm. like here, nothing makes sense. Um, so love math, made sense, science. I really enjoyed like doing the little like animal dissections in Elmage school, middle school. you like- oh. no, 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 I don't think you
0: understand. I don't think you understand. No, I was in seventh grade and you had to, you had to dissect a sheep eye to pass. And I, and I, I grew up vegetarian, was vegan all of college. I remember going to my teacher and my mom told me to say to my teacher, tell her that you will be absent that day because it doesn't follow your beliefs. My parents were always, my mom, my mom was always very supportive of like my little like hippie lifestyle, like supported me through all of that crap. Even now. And I went to my teacher and I said, hi, this doesn't follow the beliefs uh, that I follow as a human being. I won't be here that day. And she goes, well, you have to do it to pass seventh grade. And I was like, okay. So the day of dissection, I brought saltine crackers, Vicks vapor rub and water. And I turned my desk into the corner of the wall, put my Vicks vapor rub on, had my saltine crackers because of the smell and had all of my, I was like the drawer of what we saw and just had my like classmates come tell me what they saw. And I pretended to draw it. So you did so you you participated
3: and you passed. Mm. Yeah. You know, do what okay. you I do. I
0: literally but I
3: like I like enjoy like doing stuff with my hands like in front of me, like you know, playing around, screwing around, like never did a sheep, was it a sheep eye? Eyeball. <laughs> I, that that's a like why? I feel like there's like frogs or like owl pellets, like
0: cats. Owls, they did cats in eighth grade
3: cats no I'm, I
0: like you are pro- fucked up
3: you'll probably hear them I have two cat two cats and they're running around like crazy because so they're like oh mom's home let's go freak out mm. oh talking to her like mini TV again like let's mm. make let's make her match so they might you know make an appearance we
0: ran on cat cam this is cat friendly love it broadcast you love it so anyways you were into dissect- that, dissecting, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dissecting, and then somehow wound up going to college for like biomed. I don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I knew. So that's what I wanted to do, and I was going to be the. I, I was like the first woman's hockey player to do that major, so it was kind wow. of wow.
0: Yeah, it was I crazy. Didn't know that about and then,
3: yeah, and then there was only one other. So there was one male you know men's hockey player that that did the major as well so i ended up connecting with him pretty early on in my mm. you know academic career studying that and he was great at super super helpful you know um with not only like the school and courses and and yeah. research but also after college trying to get a job and you know figure out real life and find my big girl pants and <laughs> go from there um so it was definitely not easy balancing school and hockey there were definitely days where i would study like all day like go to practice and I'm like what are we doing what What? like I just like zombie mode and my teammates were great I loved you know being part of the team it was always a good time and I loved hockey so um it you know it was a good break from school um and it was always you know the bright spot of my day is going to the rink being with the team getting on the ice and and you know just focusing
0: on hockey for a hot minute
3: you know totally
0: I don't even know how you do it now like I outside of a nine to five, I like, I couldn't imagine playing like a sport full-time.
3: People ask like, how do you, how do you do it? Um, Coffee and wine. Okay. Okay. Other seltzers. Like I routinely will be doing work on my computer. Like I'm also in school, like just throw that in there. Um, I'll routinely be doing like class lectures and I'll be, you know, having a seltzer or whatever, something to keep me awake and going and reward myself. Be like, oh, I finished a lecture.
0: I'm like, let's chug one. Like, <laughs> One of the coolest memories that I have recently is I'm sitting on my couch had just watched your recent championship. And I see my phone fucking ringing with a call from you. And I, <laughs> I don't, I like, I took screenshots of this because I was dying laughing. And you're just pouring a seltzer on your body. Like this is for Saturdays yes. and seltzers. <laughs> It's perfect.
3: I mean, it's, it was just like, there were so many emotions and, um, and most of this year, like we, we were pretty, you know, secluded, like we weren't, you know, we didn't want to go out and get COVID, you know, miss games. I mean, for me personally, no one wants to miss a hockey game. So, um, I didn't want to, you know, do that to my team. So hadn't been out too much. Um, most of our team was pretty, you know, sheltered unless we were doing just, you know, team activities. So to finally, you know, be done, done with the season and just, Mm -hmm. Blow the top off and catch up for all the weeks we were, you know, practicing, working hard. Like, hadn't really drank in like a very long time. Like, yeah, more like a seltzer here and there. So, mm-hmm. to kind of like just be like, blah, whatever. Um, But I was like, I- I'm gonna call Kendra. She's gonna die. Um, <laughs> I like, did.
0: I was sitting on I my couch. You <laughs> would
3: be awake too. I was like, oh yeah, yeah I'm
0: gonna be awake. It's only like
3: 1 a.m. But like, whatever. I was
0: watching the game on my couch, and I was just like this is about to happen, isn't it? And I was like, this is just crazy. And then like, I was like sitting here, like scrolling through like Boston Pride Twitter and you start calling me and I'm like, what the fuck? And you're like, wait, what's going on? What do I know? I, I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> Panic. Um, yeah, it was so funny. Cause
3: I FaceTimed my family and um, I think my brother had already gone to bed. Um, my mom was at home taking care of my cats. Um, they were on a very extended sleepover with them. Mm-hmm and she was you could tell like she was like ready for bed she Mm -hmm. goes I need a disco nap before your before your bed before your game before your game sorry words are hard um like stop that's that's too funny because she was definitely like very tired when I facetimed her and then my dad happened to be in Arizona for work so he was actually awake because of the three hour time Mm yeah so Um, it was, you know, it was so fun to just, you know, share it with them in that sense. I mean, I wish they were there um, Mm -hmm. because they weren't there last year, but um, things work out and someone's got to
0: take care of the kids. So (laughs) it's true. Somebody has got to make that dough to put the kids through college, baby. Right. So obviously you guys are back-to-back champions. I have a couple questions about like the team and how you guys got there. I want to know, obviously last year was really different. And I kind of was curious if you could like compare and contrast like the road to championships between last year and this year, because I just feel like we're living in such a time where sports are so different and were so different last year and what it was like to win kind of not in silence, but also almost in silence and then be able to have that like run it back victory this year.
3: Yeah. So both years were, they were, they had a lot of similarities, but a lot of very big differences. I mean, you look at last year and we had a bubble out in Lake Placid. We only had what, one, two, three, like like seven games mm-hmm. in like a week and a half roughly. Yeah. No, I didn't even play seven. It was like six or five, whatever. I forget. It's just a blur. I kind of like blocked it out because COVID infiltrated. Mm-hmm. Um but you know we played each team once and you know we're playing every other day. It's all on one site. Um, you know we were all in our own individual hotel rooms I was trying to work remotely as best I could and help my team back here Um, so that was it was very different and then obviously COVID hits and we're like okay boom bubbles done and you know for a couple weeks there I was like okay so the season's just like over like what's happening I don't know like are they and then I started to hear rumblings that like they're going to try and like have the semis and finals like and like finish this up and put a bow on top because the year before that when COVID hit so march 2020 everyone remembers um they canceled the or they postponed at the time the isabel cup and we well the final and it was p- supposed to be between us and minnesota and so that was really disappointing to get all the way to the final have it postponed and we're like oh yeah three weeks we'll be back yeah that's funny um uh, so did that, that season never really, you know, happened. So there were a lot of us returning from that year into the next year where we were like, we got so close and we didn't even get a chance to like try. So we were definitely very hungry. And um, last year we had like a four month, you know, four month preseason, essentially where we're just practicing ourselves and, and playing against ourselves. But um, there's not many teams that get to practice against the best players in the league when, yeah. you know, Team. So um that was really great preparation. We did not do very well out in Lake Placid. Um, we ended up finishing in um in fourth place out of six teams. So we're like, okay. Um, so we like, we made the semifinals, but like, are they happening? Mm-hmm. Like now they're happening. Oh, oh, they're really happening. It's gonna be here in Boston. Great. We got the fourth seed, we're gonna play Toronto in the semifinals. Everyone knows what happens when Boston plays Toronto and in the, in, in the playoffs, you know, Boston wins and then, um, you know, play Minnesota the next day and, and win our first cup. And like you said, like winning in, in silence, like there were no fans. It was only, you know, necessary you guys, but what was really great about it is we got to share it with each other. It was just, mm. it was just us. And that's who really got it. There it was the coaches, the staff um and and my teammates like we did the damn thing um it was great it was like everyone was like oh like before the season Boston's gonna be great and then like oh maybe Boston's not that good like what's going on like we weren't really scoring and then it was like oh playoffs like win or go home I guess we'll like play hockey now (laughs) and then we just you know ran with it and and took the cup um so I think Comparing last year to this year, obviously we had a, a normal season this year. Um, but I think both teams, uh, if when, you know, when it comes down to the the girls in the room, at the end of the year, everyone kind of knew we were we were going to win. Like we like even in the cup final, we were down two to one for a little while. It was a little touch and go, a little nervous, <laughs> but like there was no panic. No yeah. one was you no know, negative. We were like, it's one goal and it's tied, not a big deal. And then you get the next one. Yeah. So I think everyone in that locker room just came together. We played the game. We knew we could all year long. We just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and just figured out how to score goals, these playoffs and um, what better way to win it in somewhere nice and sunny where tons of family and, and tons of fans were there um, and to show it on ESPN too. Like, yeah. That Huge. Um, just continuing to grow, you know, our league, but also
0: our sport and, you know, our individual brands. Yeah, it's, it was just awesome. Yeah. Well, if you need a cat sitter next year, let me know. Like, I'm not kidding. I love cats and I'm allergic. So those few minutes, like if your mom wants to go call me, um, (laughs) no joke, but so my question for you, I'm going to get a phone
3: call from you. I'm I'm, um, covered in hives, but yeah, the cats are great. They're
0: great. They're like crawling on my shoulders, and my whole face is blown up. I'm like, this is awesome. (laughs) Um,
3: They're so so fun.
0: I think people fail to recognize that as of recent memory, like I'd say the last like three, four, five years, you guys are the most successful professional team in Boston, and people don't really recognize that, in my opinion. So I want to know how you feel the pride fits into the Boston scene, what it means to have you guys here and kind of contribute to like the greatness that is Boston sports.
3: Yeah, I mean, Boston, city of champions. I, you know, born and raised Boston, you know, well, outside Boston, just for the Boston people here. The haters. Boston, you know, whatever. Um, I love it here. It's, you know, we love our sports um, almost as much as, you know, our dogs and our, well not duncan <laughs> we love our sports and we're a big sports city and i think um right now like we're continuing to you know grow our audience more and more people know who we are and that's done by us having success and you know the bruins invite us to a game they get us on Nessen, um they show us on the jumbotron you know more and more girls are going to see that come to our games you know dream of being professional ice hockey players and I think, like you said, right now is like we are the most successful team in Boston right now. Um, it's been a while since the Patriots have done anything worthwhile. Um, R.I.P. TB12, um, we miss you. I miss you.
0: Um, I don't retire already, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Though, like, come on, dude, hang him up. It's okay. Ugh, it's gotta, it's gonna, it's gotta it's be done. done. I'm
3: yeah. sick of it. Um, Celtics, you know, maybe this is their year. Maybe I don't know. I don't really follow yeah. basketball. Eh,
0: probably
3: not okay uh Bruins like I, honestly Stanley Cup is probably the hardest hardest championship to win by far it's the most you know grueling sport longest you know longest season so many games it's such a tough sport on your body but I mean we have two cups and we have a Isabel Cup final appearance that we never got to play in so that's you know three final appearances and two cups I think that's pretty damn good yeah and we're just you know, people are throwing the dynasty word out there about us. And we're like, no, no, no. Like we're just, this is, it's not nothing new. Like this is us.
0: Yeah. You and guys are the D word.
3: We are. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, it's, it's getting there. I mean, if you go to um, JetBlue at the JetBlue terminal at Logan, you'll see our banners up there. Um, so that's pretty cool. So we'll just, can, you know, build off that. We're going to the Sox game in a couple weeks. Um, so I'm really excited for that because baseball is back. Um, and I there's I love watching baseball
0: live. I think it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have a little bit of a funnier question for you. Oh, geez. If you had to go on a road trip with three teammates from Boston to LA, who would it be and why? <laughs> the hardest question I've asked so far. Oh, my God. Do they get
3: to bring their pets?
0: No, no pets. You just have that to be in a car with three people for like five days. Okay. So that would require that like, I don't want to kill them by
3: the end of that. Yes. All right. Would probably be my ex-roommate, Kaylee Fratkin. Um, we've been playing together for four years now on, on Boston and we were D partners for three of those years. Um, and obviously I lived with her for a year. Um, So she's definitely one of my closer friends. Um, Lauren Kelly, who I actually grew up playing club hockey with here um, when we were kids from like U12 to U19. So I've known her for a while. Then we went to college, went our separate ways and then found each other again back in Boston. She was my D partner this year um, and we were D partners growing up too a couple of times. So, um, so we're really close. She has a cute dog. I wish she could bring the dog,
0: (laughs) but she still made the cut. (laughs)
3: Yes. Her, um, her family said last year, if we won the cup, they would get a puppy and they got a black lab puppy named Izzy. Like, come on. That's
0: so cute.
3: Okay. So that's two. How many more do I need? One,
0: two. Yeah. One more, one more. She is
3: a good puppy too, but I like her too. Um, Victoria Hansen. So, um, I think the three of us are pretty close. So, or the four of us, um, we're all pretty close. We're all um, similar ages, you know, we're out of college enough that we've matured in the sense that we, you know, are having, you know, real jobs. We're not necessarily partying every night. Um, but I think the, the four of us could get along and, and, you know, survive each other's company for five days. I mm-hmm. think that's the, the gist of it. I also think I okay. would go on like, go to like the cool places like Nashville and go drink, like, mm. off, you know, make a couple pit stops and have, have a blast.
0: Who on the team, do you, okay. You get one person to finish like 30 shots with. Who do you think can like outdrink everybody else on the team? So me and someone else or just. You and someone else. Me and someone else have to, oh,
2: oh,
3: oh. Um, that's a tie. I think there's two, maybe, maybe. Okay, okay. All right, so who would it be? Okay, so one would be Taylor Wenskowski. Um, she went to UNH, um, her and I, we lived close to each other last year. So a lot of times we would pregame together, um, okay. but we love our grape McGillicuddy's. Um,
0: oh, I don't like I the grape, grape one.
3: one. I'm a big grape gal. I love that. We ripped a few together, um, in honor of my, my birthday after the day after my birthday. So that was kind of fun. There you go. Yeah, I think her and I would, would do a pretty decent job. Okay,
0: cool. I like that. Um, so I have three more questions before we kind of get into the silly stuff in the show. Two are a little serious. What? Ah, one's serious. Two are not. Do you ever think that you'll get into coaching of any sort later in life? So I already kind of do. Um, okay.
3: <laughs> there's just another thing on my plate. Uh, yes. I, I'm the director of a girls hockey program that we started last year. So, um, one of my, one, another good one of my buddies from a while back you know pre-college um started a a hockey program that you know is co-ed you know girls are are welcome so last two years ago we started the girls girls only because a lot of you know girls will switch to just playing with all girls against all girls teams Mm -hmm. um so we started our own thing so I run skills I'll you know help coach when when needed so I do really enjoy that. I think it's really fun to to give back, but also provide some of those younger girls, a good, you know, female role model that I didn't really have, you know, a female coach or anything like that until college. I think it's really important to be visible to those girls and, you know, make sure they keep dreaming, working hard and, and recognizing that, you know, hockey can take you pretty far. Um, and then that there's other careers out there besides, you know, or or whatever they want to do like you know girls can be in the lab like hello um, yeah so I think it's it's really fun to connect with the girls and um, just be silly with them sometimes I think there are yeah. a lot of my U12 girls were like super giggly um, like we were running skills my teammate and I were running skills on Tuesday my teammate had like socks on that had ducks on them which I'm like okay solid but one of the girls was like is McGara wearing duck socks? And that's what we talked about for like five minutes. It was, it was just hysterical. (laughs) That's just like, they're just so fun that I'm just like, what goes through your
0: head in like a 24 hour period? Like, honestly. Kids are hilarious. Like, I don't, I love, I love kids. I just don't want to push one out.
3: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm like, I'm all for anyone. Like my brother who's getting married, wants a kid. Great. I have no financial or, you know, any responsibility of your child unless i'm like you know babysitting it for a
0: day mm-hmm. or something. but i'm like that's all you bro all not, you yeah and i'm not pushing shit out of this body no way no nope. um so i need to know obviously we are a seltzer podcast before i ask one more question before we get into some silly stuff favorite seltzer gun to your head you get to drink one forever high noons everyone loves the high noons are you peach um,
3: this one's mango, but my favorite's watermelon. But I already drank those mm-hmm. um, earlier this weekend, mm-hmm. so this is all that's left. I got one of those little variety packs. I think um, watermelon by far, peach also up there. Least favorite grapefruit. Ugh.
0: Pineapple's the best one.
3: Pineapple, I I can I can roll with pineapple too. That one's good. Have you had the passion fruit one?
2: No.
0: Okay, you need to try that one. There's new kiwi and guava ones too. Oh, they're in like the pool pack or whatever. Thing. Oh, I also love that you're pregaming oh, to meet like the some mayor. Year, like, I got like a tropical fruit pack and I had
3: watermelon, pineapple, mango, and passion fruit. Watermelon's not
0: tropical. Yeah, I don't know why watermelon's in there, but that's hilarious. I also I think that you missed that I said this. I love that you are pregaming to meet the mayor. Oh, yeah, you know, like that is know. so hilarious. <laughs> literally Boston's pride and joy is you. Um, okay. Last kind of question before we get into our closing stuff for our regular show, because Sarah's not here. Need to know if you had to give advice to younger you or girls coming up right now in sports, what would your end all be all one piece of advice to younger you be?
3: This is a really good one. Cause I mean, I talk to young girls and, and parents who are like, like lost, especially in the hockey world. It's always changing, but just like never give up. And just because you made, you know, you didn't make the top team or you made the second team or third team, like doesn't mean anything about your hockey journey. Every single person's on their own hockey journey. Um, there's different paths to get to, you know, your end goal. Um, I didn't make the top team every single year growing up. I was on the second team pretty, you know, every other year for six years. So three, three times I made the second team instead of the first team. So, um, and that really, I could have either, you know, thrown the towel in and been lazy and not really worked hard or, you know, you know been, you know, pouted around or moped around, whatever. But instead I was like, I'm going to use this as a motivational thing. Like I'm not good enough. So let's, you know, put my nose down and, and get better. Um, so that this doesn't happen again um, and even though that did happen again I mean I still turned out pretty good.
0: I love that that's so cute I'm gonna cry' It's like I I'm, oh. I'm, I'm gonna cry
3: <laughs> uh, Gordy wants
0: to say hi yes cat cam Cat cam. this is Gordy He has little I st- am obsessed oh my god I'm gonna actually ask- hi <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? This is so cute. Okay. What's the other one's name? Um, Tito. Tito. Okay. Is that after Tito's vodka or the guy from rocket power? What?
3: I tell my parents.
0: <laughs> Either one is an iconic
3: answer. Okay. It's both. But I was like, oh, Tito," you know, like from, like, from rocket power, like, come on. <laughs> slaps. Like we all know. The this. best kids show. Honestly, like ten out of ten every time. Um yes. he <laughs> you knows vodka like solid. Like, come on. And then Gordy, for the hockey people out there, Gordy Howe. Yep. So it's Gordy Meow. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and also, there's a there's a gin brand called Gordon's Gin, so he also has his own alcohol after him too. You
0: are such a genius. It's <laughs> unreal. That is the funniest thing My I've dad ever heard.
2: My
3: dad came up with Gordy because of like the hockey like connection. And I was like, Oh yeah, I love it. I was like, all right, we gotta find his alcohol. Like he's gotta have an alcohol. Gordy, Gordon, like, where is it? And then Gordy someone, Meow. Someone else came up with Gordy Meow and he meows like crazy. He loves talking. And I'm like, what do you want? He's like, food. I'm like, that's no. so
0: funny. It's, you I know, love I'm that. like,
3: he's he's looking at me, he like, Are you gonna feed me? Are you like? did you forget me bitch? Like, hello, I'm right That's here. That's all
0: cats think you're there for is just food.
3: Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I yell at them all the time. I'm like, I got to go to work so I can earn a paycheck to feed you monsters mm-hmm. Like, then go nap. Um, True. in the last week, like every time I'm like getting ready and changing whatever.
0: And they're like, I swear to God, I look at them. They're like, this bitch is going out drinking again. <laughs> okay are you like me though that when you come home hammered you just like immediately get on the floor with your pets yes it's the best part of the night i'm like hello
3: and then i give them their nighttime snack because they mm-hmm. they nighttime snack because otherwise
0: they will eat me during the night <laughs> i have I a swear. video i swear i have a video of me coming home from the bar <laughs> and being dramatic as fuck i put my phone <laughs> up to record and just pretended i died Lord in front of the dogs Just like,
3: (laughs) yes. I've always wanted to do that. I don't think my cats would give a shit.
0: I just like collapsed and they both like ran over to me and then just decided to get on in like a full on fucking like scrap with each other. Just like play fighting (laughs) and just did not give a fuck that I was dead.
3: Oh my God. That's amazing. But of course- You have to try it. Camera.
0: Duh. Content baby. I don't
3: know, but sometimes I like fake cry and just like see which one like does anything. (laughs) Keto's like i swear he's like oh no mom it's okay and he'll like come and give me like kisses he like licks my face and I'm like okay that's really really cute but that's also like gross because i know mm. where i've been and mm. i do things with that that are
0: gross so which one do you think would survive better in the wild
3: oh hmm. <laughs> <laughs> definitely gordy so gordy's only one but um he loves food like I, like I'll be like cooking and he'll like stick his paw in and I'm like, you're gonna burn your paw like you're dumb and like or I'll be eating like on a plate and he's like, give me that. give me that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my. he bullies my parents dogs like that are 65 70 pounds. like we'll give them whipped cream because so my cats love whipped cream <sighs> and if you can out and shake it, they like come mm-hmm. sprinting and then they're like, give me that And the dog's That's so funny there's a video we took a video we had um a little pile of whipped cream in front of each of them and little gordy who's like no more than nine pounds i swear to god he like ate his pile then like ran over the next one like swatted the dog in the face the dog's like oh he's like all all sad and he just like ate he like bullied everybody and i was
0: like oh my god i've raised a monster I'm going to give the dogs whipped cream after this and send you a video just to see what they yes. do. Yes. But have you, have you seen cats with tinfoil like on the counters? Um, so, you know, there's, there's like a
3: trick where it's like you put tinfoil on the counter and if they jump up, they're supposed to like freak out yes.
0: and
2: not on the
3: counter anymore. Guess what this one did? Didn't care. He thought it was a toy. And then he started eating it like chewing oh, on it Oh
0: no this did that not go it. out because
3: he's very much like a food monger like he jumps mm. up on and like I'm like no get it down and like there's zero training
0: he's like mm. food like I'm into the food yep that's me in my next life I'm gonna be your cat yeah um so I kind of bombarded you with the end of our show because I forgot to tell you about this so Mallory's gonna help me close out the show today because Sarah's not here So we are going to do our pop culture shit. I will start so that you have a minute to think about it. I want to talk about Camila Cabello and her response to the paparazzi I thought was crazy and all the celebrities that came out to support her after. If you don't know who Camila Cabello is, she is a singer and the paparazzi kept taking pictures of her while she was on the beach that were super unflattering and kind of slanding, slandering her and the tabloids and stuff. And she kind of made a statement about it and said that it was bullshit and like she hated it and she didn't want to go to the beach because she was constantly being photographed and stuff. And a bunch of other celebrities came out in support. And I totally agree with what she has to say. Like if people were constantly following me in a bathing suit, I would literally like KMS, like that's awful. That's fucking yeah. awful. But my favorite response was Lizzie. Lizzo, how she was like your body is your summer body now come to work with me ho yes we love Lizzo Plums. love Lizzo love oh. Lizzo okay I love so it. I know that I threw you into the fire here but what is your favorite piece of like pop culture you have seen as of late
3: so the only things that really like pop up on my like Twitter or Facebook or whatever is like some one of the th- 30 kardashians marrying someone new and breaking up with somebody else and then there's like um like kanye's like mad at kim i think that one yes some kid and then a how like someone's buying a house i'm like like honestly solid like trashy real like real well it is real yeah reality yeah. tv like you come home drunk and you have your drunk food. yes throw on throw on keeping up with the kardashians and wait just-
0: what's your drunk food um usually
3: like it's different now because I'm not in college, but usually it was like um uh like burrito or chips, not mm. um, but sometimes it's pizza. Pizza which, like doesn't agree with me because I'm lactarded. So it's oh no. Stupid. Like I always do it and I'm like, why did I do that? But I love pizza and I'm like, oh, but I love pizza. Ugh.
0: Yeah, pizza is dank. But at least there's like options now, I feel like that are like kind of yes. getting better. So that's yes, like when
3: lactate. I take lactate, we're okay. But like, who remembers that? Not me. It's true.
0: It's true. Like
3: bring it on cheese.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I saw the Kourtney Kardashian married Travis Barker, who is a yeah, drummer. I don't even know who that is. But they got married. They got shotgun married after drinking in Vegas, which I think is the way to do it.
3: Yeah. I'm if going it, to Vegas
0: in three weeks. Was it and- Kim or Courtney? Kourtney.
3: Co- Courtney. Courtney. Kourtney actually read something new today um I forget who pulled out of um Coachella I think Kanye it was Kanye and the weekend is filling in mm-hmm. and they're Kanye like whatever money they offered weekend the weekend last night,
0: and mm-hmm. now and now a, he's threatening to pull out people are selling their Coachella tickets for $200 oh wow should we go should we
2: should we
0: when is it I think June, May, June. Oh, May, June, June. We could make, mm, I might look into that. I've never been and I love the desert. I used to live like 45 minutes from Palm Springs. So that would be sick. Could, could be lit. We could be lit. Um. So our other thing we have to talk about is our tea party segment. I want to talk about Tiger Woods and I don't think a lot of people are going to like what I have to say, but that is A-okay. We don't have to agree all the time. Um, I think one of the hardest things about being in my industry is that people expect you to always have a take. That's like one of the things that they teach you in school is never ride the middle of the fence. Be on one side or the other. Doesn't matter if you are right or wrong. Just have a take. And for once, I I think for the first time in my life, actually, I don't have a take. Like I'm actually so in the middle of how I feel about Tiger Woods because I love. I I just feel like so sorry and so sad for the little girl that watched Tiger Woods growing up because like who would have thought that this is how it would unfold but it's like for me I admire everything that Tiger Woods has done for the sport of golf for African Americans in golf for men in golf like just the way that he has quite literally single-handedly changed golf for the better but at the same time I find myself not wanting to cheer for Tiger because obviously as a as a person not even just a woman the cheating scandal sucks and it's like i would still support tiger if that was the only thing on his record but the fact that the man drunk drove wrapped his car around a tree and is not in jail thank god he's okay and nobody else was hurt but is now able to compete in a master's tournament someone else's dream that he's taking a spot away when he should be in prison. It's just the fact that he is Tiger Woods and is a rich man and can afford this therapy and these lawyers and all of these sorts of things that I really find like myself torn with my inner child about like, I love seeing a spot open up for minorities in golf. They finally kind of have a place because of Tiger Woods and are accepted in a way that they weren't, you know, 10, 20, 30 years prior to him playing golf. But at the same time, I'm like, everything that happened with his wife and just the drunk driving for me like you put so many other people at risk that like I don't know how to feel about Tiger's return I'm really really torn and I love watching the Masters I love taking naps during the Masters but I'm like I don't I don't know like do you have a feel like how do you feel about Tiger I I literally I feel the same way like I you know my brother and dad are really big
3: golfers we grew up you know cheering rooting for Tiger Mm -hmm. oh it was you know pink shirt Sundays hello yeah um, but like you said, like first it was the, it was the cheating thing. And I was, and you know, you're like, okay, all right. Like, okay. You know, it happens. But then like, like you said, the drunk driving, like, thank God he didn't hit anybody else. Oh and my matter, God. You know, like he did hit somebody and that person, you know, is severely injured or died. God forbid. Like, yeah, I think it's a totally different take. Like, thank God he was the only one who injured him. He only injured himself. And well, on one hand I'm like, I'm all for, you know, someone coming back and battling a really tough injury. But like you said, taking a spot away from somebody, because obviously, you know, not everyone gets invited to the Masters. Like, hello. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm mixed. Like I want, I love, you know, growing up, I love seeing him succeed and, you know, break barriers in golf. But, you know, you have to remember, you know, everything that happened last a few years with him too
0: it's true and I loved watching him and Charlie compete recently together I thought that was oh awesome. my god
3: that's it's so so cute and that's easy to root for you got a father son duo like yeah obviously they share you know a huge passion together and you know but I love Charlie
0: I will always cheer for Charlie like as someone who's so up funny and- Yes. Like as someone who grew up in a household with like serial, like with my father serial cheating. And it's like, I probably shouldn't talk about that on here, but like, I don't fucking care. Like, it's true. Like I relate to that child. And it's like, I just... I feel so deeply for like my inner child and like him and like growing up, not only like, I can't imagine growing up with like that in the spotlight. It's kind of how I yeah, feel about like front and center. center. Yes. Like you, wow. it doesn't like, we live in an age where you can Google anything to find out anything about your parent, let alone the fact that all of that is readily available. Your dad's mug shots, like the fight with your mom, oh, yeah. like all of that crap. Like I can't imagine growing up in a house like that. And it's like, let alone the fact that he is going to have to deal with this for the rest of his life. Like I'm cheering for that kid.
3: Yeah. He's going to have that shadow of his father, good, bad, ugly, whatever. It's always going to be there no matter what. And, you know, I, it, it's, it makes it easier to root for him. Cause you're like, you've dealt with so much shit. You're going to deal with so much shit. Like, but I want to, I want to see you enjoying life, enjoying golf, you know, and yeah. just having success. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's like I I feel for the expectation that's kind of placed on him as well. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's
3: expecting him to be the next, you know, Tiger, basically. Yeah,
0: and it's like I, I hope feel he's I
3: hope he's his I hope he's his own Charlie. Like exactly, that
0: Charlie was- Woods, He's gonna
3: do it all different.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna on, say. Is on, on like- the course,
3: he's like Tiger. Fine. Yeah, great. Yeah, everything else. Please do not be like Tiger.
0: Yeah, and it's like I was just gonna say, like I. Don't I feel bad for the kids who grow up with these parents who are like these crazy athletes who decide to you know kind of play the same sport, like the Manning brothers. Like luckily they were like fucking phenomenal. But it's like let Charlie be a kid, let Charlie enjoy golf, stop talking of like on the broadcast about will he be the next tiger? Is he gonna do this? Like let yeah. the just have fun.
3: Let leave him alone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I
3: think you brought up a great point, like kids doing what their what their parents did. I mean, oh, what there's some I mean, you have Arch, Arch Manning. Is that the little Archie. one?
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Little, not little. Let's be real. He's probably talk, like got a foot on me, but you know what I mean? Like the younger yeah. one going into football. So you're going to be the next, you know, Peyton or Eli, like stop, stop, Yeah, stop.
0: Yeah. It's it. a lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Um. Last question for you. I know that you kind of started to hint at me that you, we do this thing called tweets of the week. And it's like kind of where we like bash men in our DM or like people who say stupid shit. And you hinted that you have your own way to like teach the guys in your life that not to be a piece of shit in the DM.
3: Yeah. So I have a Finsta where I regularly will screenshot Instagram DMs, Twitter DMs. Someone DMed me through LinkedIn, trying to set up a date, men, anyone, anyone listening. LinkedIn is not the way it's- <laughs> please do not, do not message me on LinkedIn unless it's, you're giving me a job Mm -hmm. or you are like, you want to say something nice or something random, whatever. Not, not ask me to go mini petting with you.
2: The LinkedIn DM. No,
3: (laughs) no. Like, 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 I'm, I'm one of those people where like, like, they'll be like, Hey,
0: how are you? I'm like, hi. Is that the craziest DM you've ever gotten?
3: that that one's pretty wild i've gotten my fair share of like will you be my sugar baby like you know most Mm -hmm. of the ones that are like sell your eggs for like fifteen thousand dollars i'm like hmm. i could do that
0: if you didn't have to do what is it you have to i think it's testosterone they inject in you it's it's testosterone for men i think it's estrogen is that what it is okay cool see this you're the doctor lady see okay but yeah like the hormonal therapy, i know science it's
3: like yeah yeah we're great. we're great but like i literally have a finsta where i just regularly screenshot and just blast people i'll like you know blurt out you know names or you know anything or like me and um a couple of my my girlfriends from from college will all text each other um and <laughs> we'll just make fun of people it's it's mean but like don't do that unless you're ready to get shit on
0: like what? i I think they have, do you know, no, there's a
3: better one. There's a better one. Someone tweeted at me last year during like the cup final, like asking to marry me, like, or like marry them. I don't even know who this person is. Just like, it was like, I'm gonna, and then posted like a picture of a shirt that was like future Mrs. Soliotis. And I almost vomited.
0: That's obsessive.
3: Yeah. I'm like, this is concerning. Okay. Um. Weird. <laughs> Block. <clears throat> do you know
0: Drew Alfano on TikTok? No, I'm not a big TikToker except with <sighs> videos. I just mm. videos. Like this. So there's this girl on TikTok who got famous for like slandering men on the internet for being stupid, and I'm like, that should be you. Should be me. Was- it should be you. Just be like, no,
3: uh, no. <laughs> do not yeah. message me. Like, hey, the the mini place opens next week do you want to go and be like Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and then when when you notice that the woman's not responding don't keep sending Mm
0: -hmm. I love the guys that have conversations in your DM with themselves yeah
3: be like oh don't ignore me yeah me I'm like no Mm -hmm. no no honey like and those are the ones that you're like oh you're probably nasty too right yeah
0: yeah (laughs) My DM tweet of the week got a message, a DM from a guy, and he just goes, how do you like working for ESPN? (laughs) And he goes, I'm- Big girl moves. And I'm like, I clearly do not work at ESPN. Like, I'm holding a Nessun microphone. Yes. I'm holding a Nessun microphone in all of my photos, and my profile says Nessun. Like, hello. And he goes, um, dyslexia. Just, just send a link for dy- dyslexia. Yeah. And Sim- he goes, I'm not a big squ- sports guy, TBH. I played pro, but I'm retired and out of that life. And I decided to respond. And I was like, I actually don't work for ESPN. Ha ha. And he goes, well, how's your Monday, gorgeous? And I ignored him. And then he messages Uh-oh. me again. And he goes, He Damn, was just trying I- to, I think, do you think he
3: strategically didn't say nothing and wrote ESPN instead in order to like get
0: you all riled up and to respond I don't know but then he said that and then again he goes damn I guess I missed the cut and I just go I'm into men who can read (laughs) yes (laughs) so I'm just like what the Fuck, but like that would be smart but at the same time like if you have followed me for half an hour you know I am an absolute see you next Tuesday I am like I will tell you you are full of shit
3: yeah no I think we're very like that I'm very blunt and it's a little abrasive sometimes but you know the people that can handle it you know otherwise they're too much of a pussy to be in my life so
0: hell yeah absolutely <laughs> Well, I have nothing left. I just want to say thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Wish Sarah could be here. And oh, congratulations. Sarah, I know. Congratulations on running oh, all the cup back. Can we, Can we get dinner soon? What? Can we get dinner soon? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Have fun with the mayor. We we mayor? <laughs> ooh. That might be. Ooh, God. Are we going to talk food porn on the show right now? I don't know. Can we go? Okay, I feel like we I bar have, taco. Oh, they, bar taco so overrated. Really, I've
3: only been like twice. Sorry, he's okay. Because it's I love
0: him. All of we the white call bitches call love citrus and salt. We could do that. I know you love like I have been there yet. Okay, perfect. That's where we'll go. All right, we're doing it. Okay, love you. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's take Amen. a pic really quick with Kitty for socials. Okay, one,
2: two, three.
3: This is so funny. Okay, I love you so he much. like he's going to murder me. Oh my god. I love him. What
1: the hell you do? You got that juice. fresh squeeze to cue. I can tell you knew it ain't just you Gonna make just you It's a whole damn crew got to hit us on mute cuz they love that view. Keep looking at you waiting up to know. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girls, get them Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays in Celsius. <laughs> With your host, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.